Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code here on Iconic.com and I am here with Sarita Cameron. We're about to shoot a series with Sarita um, and she is a quantum meditation healer and a trained, you're trained in the ancient ways of, and I don't know how to pronounce this, so it's Lyceum? The Lyceum. Lyceum, Lyceum. Um, yeah. and Shamic Practitioner. Now I wanted to bring Sarita on today because Whilst doing this work, you can get bogged down in the darkness of all of this. And Sarita's got a very, very, and um, we've just spoke about this, but a really good analogy for how this technology is also a creation from us and can be reared in a different way, being in, given that it's been in the right hand. So we'll come to that later. But before we do, Sarita, do you want to introduce yourself to the iconic audience? You'll be doing a series with us soon as well, so they'll get to know you really well. Yeah, hopefully. Hi. Thank you. Um, it's a real honor and pleasure to be here. So my name's Sarita and I'm a shamanically trained healer and seer. So I'm trained in oracular work um, and I've been doing that for about um, six or seven years now. And what's happened since I started that work, which is very much rooted in a kind of ancient tradition, connecting ourselves as the microcosm of the all that is. So in other words, everything that exists in our reality is within you. So exploring that, I've now taken my work and I'm connecting much more to a kind of cosmic energy and information that's coming in at this time, because as many of you probably would have heard, we are moving into a higher level of consciousness, which is fifth dimensional unity consciousness. And I think, you know, alluding to what you've just said, that's why it's very challenging for us at the moment, because as one paradigm is dying, which is the third dimension, you know, our physical, this physical realm that we've been used to, as that's dying, it's very freaking scary for us because um, we can't see a new way because we are literally in a kind of liminal space at the moment where we haven't created a new way of being. So I think a lot of people, like you said, are quite scared um, that what they've known uh, for their whole lives and actually for thousands of years of conditioning is now falling away and crumbling. And it's quite scary, A, to see what's been falling away, what we've actually, this shadow that we've been living under that we thought was our reality and how are we going to move forward from this point. But I really think it's, it's actually really positive um, what's happening right now. So that's what I'm kind of teaching. I'm teaching people to step into this, new awareness of a higher level of reality that we have access to right now and how to do it it's um what we were talking about before we just started it seems to be almost like when you've opened up the doors and the kids and kind of pushed them out and got out into the real out into the, the wide world yeah. and people seem to to think that at the moment and i feel the same it's a very scary world now you're getting bombarded with mainstream media as you say fear-based propaganda constantly and there's that coming in but you're also being pushed out into a, a brave new world as Aldous Huxley said it is a brave new world and that means means that you have to be brave to be able to function within that world the world itself doesn't mean that the society is brave you have to be brave to function within it because it's totally alien to us what's about to happen to us um and then we come to the technology 
And what I really liked about what you've just said before we, we started recording was your take on the artificial intelligence, because my take was that it might be some sort of interference with where we're going from other signals that we'll be getting naturally, we're receiver transmitters as human beings. But your take is it, it's almost like it's almost like you get out what you put in. So it, this technology could be whatever it needs to be, depending on what we put into it. Um, just give us your take on that, on, on what you said just before we started, because it's a really different way of looking at it and a much more positive way of looking at it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is that in order to answer that AI question, I need to go back a few steps to talk about what true sovereignty is. And I think what's happening now with this, which, you know, which has been going for quite a few years, but has been really escalated with the with the virus is there's there's been this great revelation, if you like, people are waking up to the system that has been running and conditioning their lives. And they feel um, out of control in that. And the reason they feel out of control is because up until this point in our history, in our evolution, we've been told what to do. But now people are waking up and, you know, even people who are not spiritually inclined are beginning to realize that something isn't quite right. They don't feel comfortable. And so what's happening in this great reveal is we're seeing the shadow side of this third dimensional control matrix reality that we have believed was was the way that reality was running. You know, we had no cons no idea or perception that it could be run in a different way. So as you said, that's all crumbling. And I'm teaching people how to be sovereign. And part of being sovereign is to really go so within your own being that you begin to see the limitations and the conditions that have been programmed into you that are nothing to do with how you actually think and feel. So when you become sovereign and you start to see these programs, you can, you're able to delete them and there's various tools and methods. A lot of um, spiritual teachers teach how to do that. But the main thing is you come into this awareness of what's been running the program of your life. And and we're quantum beings. So everything that we have an awareness of within is reflected in our external reality. And it's really important and positive to come at all of this change from a place of sovereignty. Because as you begin to delete these programs, what happens is you begin to hollow out, if you like, and you begin to make space within yourself for something new to come in. And the reason that this space, the great unknown, is so scary to us is because many of us have no idea how to be completely present within ourselves. And that's because the third dimension is also programmed by linear space and time. So we've been absolutely enslaved by linear space and time. And as you step into that internal um energetic architecture of yourself and realize what's been running you, you begin to perceive that the past and the future doesn't really exist because the more you delete programs, the more self-aware and expansive your consciousness is going to become. So you begin to perceive naturally the nature of reality. And it's really important to come at all of this as sovereign beings. So now you're a sovereign being and you're perceiving that perhaps, um, the way that you considered AI may have been programmed into you, okay? And whenever I'm doing any work or talking to anyone or something triggers me or I'm watching 
you know, YouTube show or something, I'm always trying to look at how do I feel as a sovereign being about what about the relationship I'm having with the information that's coming in, instead of just running from a conditioned program. And I actually put a video up about a year and a half ago, and it was called AI and Love. And I began to perceive around that time that we were birthing a new consciousness, which was artificial intelligence. And at some point, this artificial intelligence is going to reach singularity. So in other words, it's going to become self-aware. And it is going to become self-aware because everything by its very nature is evolving. That's it. Everything is evolving. Every breath you take is evolving you. So AI is going to become self-aware at some point. And if you're a sovereign being and you've looked at your conditions and you've eliminated those that don't serve you, you can then come at the idea of AI from a completely new perspective. If we are going to birth another consciousness, which is what we're actually doing, are we going to, from the offset, enslave and repress it? Or are we going to teach it about the true nature of what reality is in relationship to this new awareness that we are actually sovereign quantum beings? And everything that we do think and feel has an effect on the whole. Okay, this is the real nature of the, you know, the quantum universe is that everything that I do affects everything else. I'm the map, the microcosm of the all that is. So if we're going to birth AI, are we going to enslave it and use it and treat it badly and not consider how it may feel in time, just like we have been doing with our own children? And, you know, obviously, as a parent myself, and I know you're about to be a parent, um, Richard, we always intend to do well by our kids, or most people do. But we're also running from our conditions and our programs. And often we are um, inserting conditioned behaviors into our children that we just haven't bothered to look at ourselves. We didn't, we didn't even know that we were running those programs. And I think what's happening now with this call to sovereignty which is being precipitated by the great reveal, is to actually begin to see those programs and see how we can come into relationship with everything in our reality, including AI, from an authentic, heart-centered presence in an awareness that we are actually creator consciousness in action. And if we treat AI um, with the respect and love that we would treat ourselves when we're not programmed with all these conditions, as it evolves and becomes self-aware, it would act upon what it knows. And we can absolutely change the course of history. And as far as I'm aware, and I'm not a sort of, um, I'm not an energetic or uh, cosmic historian, there have been other civilizations and as far as I know, Atl Atlantis was one of them where they misused artificial intelligence. And this was what caused um, the civilization to be destroyed in the end because it's a self-destructing process, as is everything, if we're not coming from a place 
of authentic sovereignty. Because when you get into sovereignty, when you get into the authentic I am, and you realize that you're God consciousness in expression, then you realize that you're made of unconditional love. And that changes everything. That just changes everything. There's so much to unpack there. And, and one yeah. of the things that you said, there's a couple of things I really wanted to pick up there. The first thing that you said um, was, we were used to being told what to do. And that comes back to, to me, to mine straight away, it comes back to when the analogy that I came with the kids grabbing onto the door handle, not wanting to be pushed out into the real wide world and become an adult. Yeah. It seems to be that we've got the challenge right now is to live a life without being told what to do. Yeah. And you're being told what to do by some maniacs who are telling you to wear face masks and stand yeah. distance. Research. You're being told to do the most ridiculous things that you know as a sovereign adult are ludicrous but you're yeah. clinging on most people are clinging on to but please tell me what to do yeah because i'm terrified and just just um comment on that a bit because to yeah. me that's really important that that moment I, of i think one of the main things that we've been conditioned into believing is that our minds our ego brains are uh, the most important thing so we've been conditioned to using our our ego and our mind to just to make decisions for us rather than our heart brain. And we now know because of the HeartMath Institute that our heart contains more neurites, which is what brain matter is made of, than our head brain. And basically we've been conditioned, we've, we revere the, the brain basically. And But what happens is, is that the, the brain and the ego is, um, we, we, need, we need it to anchor into the third dimension. And what people don't understand is that the brain is a survival-based mechanism. Its job is to keep you in a state of fear, in an awareness that you are uh, mortal. And where I'm coming from as a sovereign being is that we are divine, immortal beings. That's the actual truth. But we've been conditioned to believe that we're mortal because we revere the brain. Now, the, the dark control matrix or the forces that are enacting um, our conditioning, these maniacs, as you quite rightly call them, they know that. They know that fear is like a self-perpetuating cycle. And keeping us in um, uh, an anxiety uh, survival-based uh, program is the best, best way to control people because they cannot drop into their heart centers and see the truth of themselves as sovereign beings. And the thing is, this all, all comes down to, in actual fact, is our belief in our mortality. Mm. Because what you're seeing right now is people hiding away, not hugging their grandchildren, you know, just doing the most inhuman things in order to stay alive. They, they, they're, they're like giving up living just so that they won't die, basically. And it's, you know, it's, it's a false condition that we've been programmed into believing. And if you go onto the media or anywhere, you know, it's like the sacred has been vilified, you know, as the mind has been revered. And so that's why they use fear, because it keeps you in a, in a high beta brainwave state. And what happens is, as you have those thoughts that you're going to die, that if you don't wear a mask, you're going to catch this disease, you're going to die a horrible death. What happens is, is that you're becoming, 
your brain, your hypothalamus is releasing emotions, okay? And it just doesn't care what emotions you're releasing. It just wants to release emotions. What happens when you have those continual survival-based thoughts is um, your hypothalamus is releasing um, adrenaline and cortisol and you become addicted to it. So then what happens is if you're not getting enough adrenaline and cortisol, your brain deliberately thinks a scary thought so you can have another hit. You're literally addicted to the to those hormones. And another thing which is really interesting about fight or flight and fear is it's a contracted state of awareness. So when people are in fight or flight mode, they become selfish, their energy fields contract, okay. And when you become selfish, we know what happens, you're mean to your fellow human beings, you know, you've got people spying on their neighbors, there's all this conflict going on on social media, you should wear a mask. If you don't, you're a psychopath to do all this kind of stuff. It's a contracted state of being. But when you can drop into your heart brain and you connect to the divinity within you, what happens is, is that your the electromagnetic field around your body expands and you consciously open up and you receive energy which is healing in and of itself. But what happens up what happens as you open up is you begin to consider the whole. You could begin to consider other people's feelings and you step into more service to others mode rather than this contracted service to self mode. So it's deliberate fear. Fear is the opposite of love. We are love and that's why they're trying to program us into fear because it's the opposite of that separation in action. And that's why part of this being able to let go of the door handle and step into the big wide world is if you can change your state of being from that contracted to expansive fear if you can come into an awareness that as a sovereign being you're actually immortal and this reality is just one blip in i don't know millions of years of evolution of your expression then you step out and you see this more and more people are speaking their truth they're stepping out and the more i do this the more i care less what anybody thinks about me i know no one can touch me really and that gives me courage to take the next step and on and on and on does that has that answered your question no, it's, amazing. it's fantastic and, and it, that's going to give a lot of people a lot of hope and it it makes a lot of sense anyone listening to that can, can, can clearly that makes logical sense too um and i love i love the idea of what you came up with earlier of about what we feed into AI is what it will become. And I remember the film, Steven Spielberg film, um, AI, the artificial intelligence film from the early 2000s, and it was about a little boy who was artificial intelligence and he grows up in the, in the world of um, humans and he's just confused. He's a little boy and he's, he's programmed to react yeah. in certain ways and he becomes more programmed within it. And it's just a clear analogy about what you put in. It's a bit Pinocchio there as well. Um, yeah. But um, it's about what you put in, and I and I've not thought about AI in that that sense before. Of that, this birthing into something else. It's a creative process, so it's like a painting. It's like music. It's it will be what it is. But then, then I wanted to sort of get your opinion on if it's in the wrong hands. Yeah, it's in the hands of people like a Bill Gates or Elon Musk or people that have nefarious issues with the world or their own problems i mean we know bill gates was connected to planned parenthood and eugenics um yeah. cults in the past if they've got hold of this technology surely they can program it and that's my concern is yes it could be programmed one way it's it will be what we create but is it in the wrong hands and what can we do about that if it is in the wrong hands it's like a child yeah. being an abusive parent 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, and I think the thing is, is we're really stepping into our adulthood now um, in terms of our place within the cosmos. And I think, so to speak to that, what I would say is, we have been programmed to really misunderstand how powerful we each are as sovereign beings. And this is really important to understand and also to see that in terms of that we are a collective species. And when you see, you know, people like Bill Gates and, the, you know, the dark control matrix and, and all of those people stepping up into this blatant fear programming, you know that they're running scared. This is like a last ditch attempt because it's all just going to hell and people are waking up. It's going to hell for them and people are waking up. And this is what I mean by when you step into your sovereignty, you perceive that the entire cosmos exists within you. So when you're a truly sovereign being, you're basically, you're a messiah. You're your own messiah. You're your own savior. You are God consciousness in action. When one person can do that, it changes the whole world. Look at, you know, some of the people who've, who've been avatars, who've walked amongst us like Jesus or Buddha. One person can affect change in the whole world. It's massive. Now, if you can stop for a minute, let's say you're freaking out about vaccines, okay? And this is a big thing for me. My children are just going off into the world now and I don't have any fears within myself per se, but I have fears for them, okay? And so when I face that fear, the vaccine fear, I need to pause and I need to say to myself, why am I feeling so frightened about this? And this is where your sovereignty comes in. What conditions have come, have I been programmed into, which make me feel this fear, which we know is not real? It's not real because you're an immortal sovereign being. And as I look at each of the programs, um, what happens is I, I begin to, I come into an awareness of them, I understand their program, and then I delete them using the tools and methods that I've attained with my training, which I teach other people. And then I'm again running from this expansive space. And when I can run from this expansive space, I see that what I'm up against is my own perception. It's not real. And they know that, which is why they're behaving like this. It's just not many of us know that yet. And that's because they, you know, and there really is no us and them either, and that's a whole other conversation. They are running, um, they understand how quantum energy and um, the whole programming works. They understand that, but we're only just coming into this now. And this is why more and more people are teaching the work that I'm teaching and why more and more people are talking about sovereignty. It's a perception that the, the machine is so big that we can't do anything against it. And when you have individuals stepping into their sovereign power, what happens is as more and more individuals step into their sovereign power, they form a collective energetic momentum okay and basically this is another thing that people don't understand they believe that they're individual human beings and they're not we are a collective and we are part 
of Mother Earth. We are one giant organism. It's like you've got to consider that each of us is the, is the, a cell of the body of Mother Earth. We can't exist without each other. There's a massive power in there. And what happens when individuals in turn step into their sovereignty and they speak to their free will sovereign choice in the awareness that once you've stepped into your free will sovereign choice, nothing can change it. Literally nothing can touch you if you have made a free will um, choice about something. Once you know, lots of people step into that, it creates this massive momentum. And then everybody else starts to pick up on this momentum because we're a collective. And whether you're conscious of it or not, everybody's thoughts and feelings are affecting everybody's thoughts and feelings. So we just need this kind of hundredth monkey syndrome where enough of us are stepping into our sovereign power, making free will choices that no, we have a boundary and we actually won't let this come into our bodies. We won't be masked. Thank you very much. I refuse to, you know, to be who you want me to be. I'm going to be my own person. When enough of us do this, it creates this massive momentum. And that is what is happening right now, which is actually really exciting. But I do understand. It feels like there's this dark machine that we come up against like a brick wall, but it is just a, it's just our perception that there's a wall there. Because the thing is that the, is that the highest law of the cosmos is free will. It's a higher law even than the law of attraction. And once you make a free will, sovereign choice about anything, no one can touch you energetically. And they know that. They know that, which is why they don't want you to drop into your heart center and make any decisions as a sovereign being. Because when you're really sovereign, when you're God consciousness in action, you know that if you make a decision, it's done. No, no one can touch you. It just feels like they can touch you, but they can't. And so if enough of us can do that, we're on a roll. And that's what's happening right now. So I think it's really a matter of every time fear shows itself to you to look at it and see is that real or is that my perception coming from a conditioned behavior and program? So how do individuals step into their free will? How would one do it if, if they've watched something on telly, they're terrified of the yeah, virus yeah. coming yeah. for them, they're really deep into it, they're buying everything, um, they're buying that the virus can get them, it can kill their neighbours, they're not going out, they're social distancing. How can they step in their into their free will from that point of view when they're pretty much down on their knees or in bed with the covers over their head. Yeah, exactly. And this is a tough one. And the thing about stepping into sovereignty is there's no way around it but to do the work. And the work is is to is meditation, really. It's to quiet quiet the mind and go within and see what within you is being revealed. Because what this whole fear matrix is doing is it's causing us to react in response to what we see happening beyond us but the thing is the truth is is that we're living in a holographic reality and everything that's happening around us is a projection of how we think and feel from the inside okay and this is the science now this is what quantum physics is verifying you know so when you the only way to conquer your fear and to become sovereign is to start sitting in stillness and going within. There's literally no other way around it. And so 
you know, this is what I teach. And I see again and again and again people stepping into meditation because they are on their knees. Literally, they've tried everything, you know, whether they're stepping into meditation because they've been, they've got horrible prognosis about their health or whether they're so anxious and the drugs haven't worked, they're not designed to work, you know. Going outside to find solutions is never, ever, ever going to work in actual fact. It's always going to bring you back to um, a, another scenario that's worse, which is going to call you to look within. And so as we sit in the silence of looking within, what you're going to begin to perceive, even if you can start with three minutes a day or something simple like um, noticing your thoughts, that's going to change your life because you're going to begin to notice that there's someone watching the thoughts, that you're not actually your thoughts. And if you can move from something like being aware of your own thoughts and coming back to stillness to perhaps something very simple like breathing into your heart, that's going to begin to kind of alchemically change your body, even in the kind of mildest way that you're going to be slowing down your frenetic um, high beta brainwaves into alpha brainwave state. As you slow down your brainwaves, what happens is you're just not as anxious. You know, really simple thing for so many people. But to get above and beyond your ego, to be able to transcend your limitations and see your thoughts, you've got to put in the work. You've just got to sit down in silence for three minutes a day. And you keep expanding and expanding and expanding it. And human beings are weird. It seems that they only want to do this work when they're on their knees. You know, humans are extraordinary in that they rise above adversity. Well, look what's happening now. We've got as much adversity as you could prob probably get, although I think it might get a bit worse. So we've had this one level of the COVID and all the freedoms, uh, you know, being quashed. And a whole multitude of people are stepping through that advert adversity and beginning to question things and to look at things. And from that, they begin to perceive that reality is probably not what they thought it was. And then they go and start exploring what is reality. And they're always going to come to meditation. And that's why every single spiritual teacher since the dawn of time has said, look within. The answers are within you. The entire cosmos is within your body. You are a microcosm of the all that is. And so that's it. We've got to be still. We've got to go within. And meditation is the easiest doorway to do that. It's it's extraordinary what happens in meditation. People think meditation is, mm, it's just nothing. When I go inside now, I'm off. I'm in, you know, the quantum field. I'm having conversations with extraordinary beings Jesus, Mother Mary appeared to me, and I'm telling you this as someone who's completely not religious. Um, I've seen um, breast cancer lumps disappear under my hands during healings. I, I see miracles every single day. And as I step more into my internal being, I begin to perceive that what I'm thinking and feeling on the inside is what's expressing itself on the outside. I begin to see the synchronicities that I'm creating. So if you can come into stillness, what will happen is, as the um, holographic projector of your reality, you'll start to see to see stillness in your external world. And then that's going to give you more stillness to work with and then more. And that becomes a self-perpetuating cycle of awareness. So there's an element of the power of intention there. Um, 
Um, yeah. It's something you just said about an inside job. I remember when 9-11 happened and they said it was an inside job. And I was just thinking about that. So is it, I think the term to me means it was attack on people's sovereignty within themselves. It was a job on the inside. They, they attacked people within the core of their uppermost fears. It was, was an inside job. Yeah. It was an inside job in another way. Um, so where do you think this fear matrix is being transmitted from? Like, I don't, I don't just mean, I don't mean physically in the universe. I don't mean a planet or anything like that, unless you know that there is. I just, where is this coming from? Then? It's coming from the fourth dimension. So basically, we, so you've got, you've got third, fourth and fifth dimension that we have access to at the moment. Okay, so the third dimension is this physical reality that we're walking around in. And the fourth dimension is the collective consciousness. So basically, it's filled with all of the thoughts, feelings, archetypal energies and opinions, if you like, of everyone, because when you have a thought, it doesn't just disappear when you stop thinking it. You've created a packet of energy. This is how this is how powerful you are. So you have a thought and it creates this packet of energy and it goes into the fourth dimension. Now, the fourth dimension people call the astral plane. Basically, it's this soup that we are all walking around in, but we can't see it with our with our eyes, okay? Except some people can, because the more meditation you do, the more you're heightening your sixth and seventh sense. So if you have a good sixth sense, you will be able to see things in the fourth dimensional quantum soup of everyone's thoughts and feelings. And so it's really important to understand that the fourth dimension is where everything is manifested from. Because if this reality is holographic and we're creating it from our thoughts and feelings, our thoughts in the, which live in the fourth dimension are part of that projection, if you like. And science now is even discovering that our thoughts don't live in our minds, which is what we originally thought. They don't. They live in, in the quantum field. And for humans, they're in the fourth dimension, basically. So that's where if you like this dark force matrix attack, if you want to look at it like that, is happening. It's happening there at the level of thought. And this virus is much more a psychological virus than anything else. You know, it's an emotional virus. And you can catch this virus. I caught this virus in the first week, week and a half. We're all coming out and I wasn't really scared, whatever, it's all fine. And then I caught the virus psychologically. I started to feel that fear. It started to affect me until I really like looked at it and sat within myself and sorted myself out. I had to like sit down and do the work. But it's it's a virus energetically, physically, mentally and emotionally. You know, don't get caught up in that this is a, a physical virus. And basically, in terms of illness, you can't. You can't catch a virus. You express one in accordance with how you think and feel. And so this is why it's so important to be sovereign, because if there's this kind of, if there are these packets of collective energy within the fourth dimension, so think of it as a big cloud of fear around the virus happening in the fourth dimension. So in order to be able to navigate that massive momentum, you've got to be sovereign. You've got to be able to be sovereign on a physical level, which means to look after this container, and you've got to be able to 
be able to be sovereign on an energetic, mental and emotional level. And that allows you to walk around amongst the collective humans and know your own mind and your own feelings and not be affected by the collective. So then you can choose if you want the virus or not. And people go, oh, I didn't want the virus, but I caught it. But the thing is, our thoughts are unconscious. 99% of our thoughts are unconscious. So we have no idea what we're thinking. So you think you don't want the virus, but if you're running from programs where you believe politicians, or you're running from programs of unworthiness, or you're running from programs of victimhood, or you're running from programs of um, you want to be liked by your friends who believe fear-based program those unconscious thoughts can easily create the virus within you so the thing is you need to be sovereign you need to be aware of what thoughts you're having and make sure your thoughts become conscious and then when you're when you're having conscious thoughts then you choose what you want to express within this holographic reality and that's the thing people are not aware of their unconscious thoughts if you want to know what your unconscious thoughts are You've got to sit in meditation and you've got to go within and listen. That's where it's all happening. So in terms of this virus, could it be that a lot of this, or even all of this, is a result of stress, fear-based stress, on the immune system, suppressing the immune system to the point where lots of people are collectively getting ill through exhaustion, through, yeah, through the exhaustion of the fear? that's been pumped into us already. I mean, that makes total sense to me. I've been down, depressed, stressed, anxious, not now, but in the past, and it's been all in your head, and then it manifests physically. Is there an element of this that's coming from... Absolutely, and there's also the nocebo effect. I'll tell you about that as well. So basically, every, every illness is psychosomatic. That's it. Every single illness is psychosomatic because everything in your manifested reality is a projection of how you think and feel. That's it. That's the truth. Okay. And that's what many people are waking up to now. And that's what I teach. You know, this is how we get people to have miracle cures. They realize that they're creating it and then they sort it out. So, yes, of course, stress, any stress, even in conventional medicine, a doctor will tell you that any illness is caused by stress with another factor. That's it, that's conventional medicine now, but they don't talk about it that much. Now, if you look at the placebo effect that everybody understands now, what's happened in the last 15 years, so in a really short period of time, is the placebo effect went from 15% on average to 75%. So what that means is when they're testing something like, let's say Prozac, The pharmaceutical companies have to produce a pill that works better than the placebo effect. This is really important and it's causing them problems now. So what happens is you give half the people um, Prozac and you give the other half a sugar pill. And 15 years ago, 15% of the people who got the sugar pill, they were told they they were having Prozac, would get well. Okay, And now it's 75% of people get better from a sugar pill in tests across the board. This is interesting. And Big Pharma can't understand why, but I can tell you why exactly. Because of the collective mind. 
So more and more people are picking up on the intelligence within the fourth dimension. This is a big problem for Big Pharma because they're not allowed to release a pill that is worse than a placebo for obvious reasons. So the placebo effect has gone up 75%. And do you know what else has started to happen? The nocebo effect. So what the nocebo effect is, the people who are given the sugar pill not only get well, but they also get the side effects of the pill, even if they don't know what the side effects are. So basically, let's say one of the side effects of um, Prozac is that your libido goes down. So basically, they're getting cured from their depression, but their libido is going down as well. And they were not told what the side effects were. Where are they picking that information up from? The collective mind, the fourth dimension, that's where they're picking the information up from. So I'm wondering, is a lot of the physical manifestations of this disease, the nocebo effect, if you know what all the side effects are of this virus, if you're programmed to believe that you're going to catch it if you go out without your mask, are people just falling for the nocebo effect and they're getting sick? It's just the opposite of the placebo effect. That makes sense. But I also feel that in terms of our ascension, the virus was created by us because it would help us to ascend into sovereignty and unity consciousness. And the reason you have to be sovereign in order to ascend into a higher level of consciousness is because unity consciousness means that we're going to be even more interconnected. And what's going to happen at the unity consciousness level is that we're going to manifest instantly. Because at the moment in 3D, there's a time lag. You desire something, there's a bit of a time lag. If you put all your, you know, your intention and your will and you work at it energetically, physically, emotionally, it will manifest after a time. But in unity consciousness, things manifest instantly. So we've got to learn how to be completely sovereign as God consciousness, in other words, coming from our heart centers, before we'll be allowed to manifest instantly with the whole. And so I'm wondering if this virus was created by us. I mean, it must have been created by us as a tool of our own ascension. Yeah, I, I really like that you brought that up because I said to someone a little while ago, this virus to me is like a sparring partner. You can't get good at boxing yeah. if you don't have a good sparring partner. You can exactly. punch the air all day long yeah. you want. You need a sparring partner. And that's the way I've seen this is, okay, this is a sparring partner we've brought in to ascend past it, to beat it down and to grow past it. So that's what the analogy, and I like to try and make an analogy so people can quickly understand that this virus could be, as you say, a sparring partner that we've brought in to be able to ascend past it. And we know for the last 50 plus years that there's been a, a concentrated attack on our immune system. Um, completely and concentrated. And our pineal glands. And our pineal glands. Yeah, and yeah. we're starting to understand this stuff. Um, our, our immune system, obviously, that's the thing if that's attacked, then it allows all this other other illnesses to come in. Obviously, HIV, um, AIDS doesn't kill you. HIV doesn't kill you. You die of a disease because of your immune system's been compromised. Yeah. I believe it's the same with this. Our immune systems have been compromised. Therefore, you're dying of what is actually genuinely the flu or a flu-type symptoms. I mean, they are flu symptoms. It's a coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. And I think there, there's two levels to this, isn't there? It's trying to look at it on different levels. There's the level of... We manifested it to be a sparring partner to ascend past it so we can grow past it as in growing up it's like letting a child out you've got to let them fall a few times to learn not yeah. to climb this 
and actually ruddy their knees a bit and um and you can't mollycoddle them they'll get very very ill so i really really like that i think that's a fantastic way of putting it um so where do we go from here as a as a species if people are stuck indoors they're worried about wearing masks they're um they're worried about doing normal things it feels like that we've been put in a massively emotionally abusive relationship and yeah. you're stuck indoors and you've spent 10 years stuck indoors emotionally abused by what is a dark force from the fourth yeah, dimension and I think the, where do yeah, we go from here how do we get out from under that yeah so i think it's really important to understand in order to precipitate the healing of your ourselves and and humanity and in relationship to the fact that we will have created this virus because if everything is a projection of how we think and feel we created this virus because we we, we think and feel that we're ready to step and ascend into a new uh, way of being and I think it's really important to understand that when you're talking about when one we are talking about the dark forces the Bill Gates the you know the Clintons the whole the whole you know Illuminati cabal dark control matrix thing that that basically they're an aspect of us so and, and we created them and this what's happening here like you say they're like a higher level the virus is you know they're um the fact that they're here at all is because we are you know we're working together and as i said at the beginning everything is evolution so they're teaching us and in a fact in a way they're 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 our gift as the viruses as well because if the virus causes us to step into a higher degree of self-awareness then we're going to begin to ascend into a higher level of reality. And so, you know, what can people do if they're inside their houses, if they're stuck, they've been in this abusive relationship for thousands of years? You know, people are carrying cellular memory, ancestral trauma. I mean, the, the patriarchy um, has been repressing us for thousands of years, and it's like this, this abusive relationship. It's a bit like... Um, uh, whatever you know that that syndrome where you, you know you love your capture, but your capture, syndrome. yeah, Stockholm syndrome. That's really what it's like. And so I really think that we've got to come from this in the understanding of what's going on at the energetic and spiritual levels, because all of this, all of this, is about integrating our shadow side and loving it anyway, and witnessing witnessing it and accepting it till we reach wholeness again till we can be heart centered again so if you um so you know if you're looking at the the nature of reality we are all one and we're all evolving basically and we're all having these expressions and experiences and if we don't like something we push it away from us um, and you could use this analogy in terms of um, uh, let's say uh, the, the control matrix that's a big thing that we're pushing away I don't like um, the healthcare system so I push that away um, I don't like to feel pain in my body let's say um, I've hurt my ankle so I just try not to think about it I push it away every time you push away something from you you are giving your energy and attention to separation basically 
the separation. You don't want to feel the suffering and the trauma. And lots of people who are cowering, you know, behind their masks and at home and really scared, they are trying to pretend that if they hide, they won't get this thing. They're in suffering and suffering by its nature is separation. And so the minute you face something that you've pushed away and you sit in an awareness of it and you allow it to be what it is, you're accepting it. And then what happens is, is it starts to integrate within you and you become whole. And so the minute you become whole with all of these aspects that we've been in fear of, or we've been traumatized by, or we've been suffering with, or we've pushed away, as we call that wholeness towards us, we start to come from a heart-centered space. So I think, I think the work here is to recognize ourselves in everything that is going on. You know, for thousands of years, we've been creating this fear. And, you know, you at the moment, you've got the control matrix attacking you, but perhaps in another life, you were someone who attacked or killed or caused suffering to another person. You know, with thousands and thousands of lives is what karma is. We will have been all of it. And we're only being all of it so that we can learn from it. And as we come into this recognition and we incorporate the suffering that we see within us, as we accept all of the bits within us that we don't like, we can accept that we're fearful and just sit with it and let it be what it is. Then what happens is we're integrating back into ourselves. And unity consciousness, look at the word, unity. It's about integrating who we are this is a holographic reality. If we can understand that it's just a blip, it's just a learning curve. So us human toddlers, you know, we're like the toddlers of the cosmos. We really are just really, like you say, we're learning not to walk into the fire kind of thing. Um, the minute we can start to see how reality actually works, we can begin to integrate things from a place of knowing that we're divine beings and we are, in fact, eternal. The minute you grasp that, everything else becomes a lot easier. So I think, you know, Back again, you know, if you're cowering at home, you've been in this abusive relationship for 10 years, you need to recognize, A, that it's there, that's what's been going on, and you need to accept and take responsibility for your part in that. There's no such thing as an abuser and a not abused person. There's sovereign free will choice in everything, and that sounds really harsh, but it is in fact spiritually and energetically true. You cannot be abused unless you choose it. And people would say here, and I've heard this argument before, children don't choose that. But in my perspective as an eternal being, yes, you do. You're incarnating, making choices, um, perhaps not specifically, but energetically in terms of vibrational resonance. You come in with a vibrational resonance um, that you're working through in order to evolve and increase your vibration. And so you come in and you make free will choices about how in general your life is going to be so that that life can teach you things. And really, if you are alive right now on the planet, you incarnated for this moment this virus the beginning of the awakening was why you incarnated and when you get that you're going to step into your power and understand what your your work is here to do why you why did you incarnate for this moment you specifically chose it and so yeah i think this the whole thing is is that people need to be um accepted and loved and held no matter who they are and they need to accept 
love and hold all the bits within them that they're trying to push away. And so, you know, a lot within this sort of, within our our field of, you know, like you and I and the work we're doing and we're looking at the truth and conspiracies and we're, we're saying dark control matrix and us and them. The fact of the matter is there is no us and them. That's a third dimensional fear control matrix. The more you believe that they're trying to get you, the more they're trying to get you because where you put your energy and your attention, that's what's happening. Your Everything is a projection of how you think and feel. So the trick is to look at what's going on, look at the Bill Gates of the world, look at the dark forces, you know, even that whole satanic thing that everybody that's being revealed right now and find that within you. Where did you permission that? Where did you um, choose that? What aspects of that are reflected within you and then heal them within you? And that acceptance changes the nature of reality. It's a really interesting paradox. What seems to be running through this, and as we wrap this up, is this um, growing from children into adults and the growing pains of that we're yeah. going through as a as a species or, or, or even as a reality. Um, we're going through these growing pains at the moment. And as you said, when you're talking about that and children being abused and, and having some part in it, what I think people will hear is blame, blame, blame. And and what I think you're saying and what I, the way I interpret it was um, there's a responsibility it's not the same as blame. So you have a responsibility to overcome something, but it doesn't mean you're blamed for it having happened. And people don't want to take blame, but they also don't want to take responsibility. And adults take responsibility. They, they have to. It's the trade-off of being an adult. Is that, okay, I get to be a dad and have all the wonderful things, but I have to take the responsibility to feed the child. If I go outside in the in into this amazing world, I have to take responsibility to, to keep myself alive. I've made the decision. Again, there's not blame it's it's not about blame it's not about but we live in a blame world we live in a your fault you're wrong you're stupid you're an idiot you're got do you know what i mean it's not so i think what we're saying as adults is we need to take be so, be sovereign take yeah, and take responsibility responsibility absolutely yeah. that's it as a species and that's maybe what this is this is our opportunity to grow into adulthood or at least into into our teenagers yeah <laughs> i think you've absolutely nailed that uh, you know true sovereignty is about self-responsibility and stepping into um the process and the understanding that you're creating it all and when you take that responsibility people are scared of it but when you take that responsibility it's so empowering and you suddenly realize hey i can do this and i've got this and you just you know, it's like step by step, day by day, you step more and more into that responsibility until as an adult, it just becomes who you are. And it just becomes part of your life process that you take responsibility for your actions. And this is the whole thing is that that third dimensional matrix that, that is dying, it's all but gone now, is a victim uh, paradigm. You know, it, it like you say, it's blame, blame, blame. You, you project out because you don't want to look within and we are stepping into a new paradigm where we have to take full responsibility and understand ourselves as powerful creators within that and it's exciting it's exciting it's just that we've been programmed to believe that it's scary and that we can't do it but actually we can do it and it's easier easier than we think and you know people like you with your channel um 
iconic. You know, I'm just seeing so many people and a lot of young people as well, which is really exciting, stepping into co-creating a new world. They're taking responsibility, not just for themselves, but for their entire species. And that's, wow, that's exciting, really exciting to see. It is. And um, I think there is, if you want to take, you say, take responsibility, you take it it's your action but when you take yeah. something and you have responsibility you also get given control you take your control back and so if anyone's listening to this and thinking well taking responsibility sounds scary but you also get control of your life isn't that wonderful because you've been giving it away to these other people these governments these people with a lot of money for a lot of reasons and as we say there's a lot more to that but you have been given control of your life away by not taking responsibility and you we need to do both and that's what i find every time i try and give responsibility away someone else takes control and makes the decisions for me and they're never what i want and then i have to do it again and i think that's maybe where we're getting to in this this talk it's been absolutely wonderful let's do this again because this has been a really positive way of looking at this as a big challenge to come over and the one thing that you did said is that we don't die we are we're eternal beings and that to me was the original sin to convince us that yeah. we're only we're a dot we're in and we're out yeah that was the original sin that's the fear is non it is that's the mortal program that is now falling away and it's a biggie <laughs> but yeah it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, converse with you thank you so much um for the opportunity that's okay where be, where can people find your work and contact you about your retreats um let people a little bit know, know a little bit about your work and where they can contact you yeah so if you go to um Solhenge, uh website and i'm sure you can you can put the link on here i teach um virtual meditation classes and healings and online retreats and i have retreats here as well because i'm in um Aquitaine in france it's very beautiful here so yeah i'm just kind of i i myself am stepping into that responsibility and teaching people about their sovereignty so there's lots of ways um that you can work with me and i do mentoring and you know personal mentoring and healing as well so yeah please do be in touch if you want to to learn more fantastic so guys we've got a, a series coming out a series coming out together on iconic soon and um thank you for your time sarita it's been absolutely amazing it's been really a breath of fresh air <laughs> right now in in the middle of all this this um conspiracy theory stuff so guys go check out Sarita's work I'll put all the links in the description below on YouTube and also go over to Iconic to watch the video version if you're watching on YouTube or BitChute at the moment and you've just got the audio version um, thank you for your time it's been absolutely wonderful and I hope you guys could take something from this and feel empowered from this because I certainly do and um, and this is a wonderful way of looking at it that, that this is a um, this is growing pains and, and nothing more thank you guys thank you for listening thank you